You're listening to Radio Sessions Over Tea with Gren Gus. And Agent Gibb. So, we're both sorry that we haven't been able to upload episodes recently. We both live in New South Wales, as I'm sure all of you know, and given circumstances, lockdown's just been forcing us to hibernate, adapt, and make new changes. And speaking of new changes, for a first time for the podcast account, we are chatting virtually on video chat. Which feels strange because, you know, usually we're in the same room together when we're doing these sessions. I know. And it felt so weird before when I was making my tea that you weren't next to me, trying each other's teas, even the smell of it too. So it's really crazy what we're going through right now, but it's interesting to say the least. We won't be able to test out each other's teas, but I guess in this case, we'll just have to leave it to the imagination. Right now, for me, it is 17 degrees where I'm living, where it actually started raining and was a bit overcast. But then somehow the actual sunshine's peering through a little bit, but still mostly a lot of clouds outside. As for where I am, I'm, I live about 13 kilometres away from Grand Gus. It's 18 degrees, or according to the weather forecast, and it's the same here. It's actually starting to get sunny from from where I am. Since our last episode was about two months ago, a lot has happened since then. And the first few weeks were pretty all right until we had to go into the New South Wales lockdown, which started June 28th. Mostly I have been inside playing some games, watching some TV shows, a bit of decluttering around the house and just been doing a bit of video projects. As for me, I recently just took an AstraZeneca jab and after dealing with the side effects for a few days, I've just pretty much been hibernation trying <laughs> my best as I'm sure Green Gus has not to go insane. Yes. And the best way for me to do that was just to preoccupy myself with hobbies like reading books, playing music, playing video games, and also taking walks through my backyard, you know, just to name a few things. So, with our little catch-up out of the way, it's now time for... Tea Fest! So, I will start things off, and I'm going to be introducing a product that's a little bit different from all the other teas that I've been introducing in previous episodes. The product I have is from a New Zealand company called Red Seal, and the flavour is peach and pineapple. Oh, delicious. To give you a little history lesson on Red Seal, so it was created by a naturopath by the name of William T. Anderton, and back then he was creating his own herbal remedies for, in New Zealand, in Auckland, for people there. He first opened shop in 1923, and since then he's been offering his clients pure natural prescriptions to assist good health. Based on his studies and observations, he believed the human body to be self-correcting. So, for example, he said when it becomes ill, the body automatically begins to cure itself and re-establish the balance needed for good health. You know, and he started his whole business based on that premise. Wow, fascinating. So I'm going to now talk about my tea. 
It's rich in manganese, bromelain, dietary fibre and vitamin C. And the health benefits of it include, because it's full in vitamin C, it helps, enhances your mood. So in a few studies, people with vitamin C deficiency actually went through fatigue and depression. Okay. So other benefits include metabolic function, for example, like weight loss, bone and tissue growth, and it also deals with blood clotting as well as manganese deficiency. It has antioxidant effects. It aids in fighting stress and free radicals. And it also repairs ligaments, blood vessels, and also helps with your immune system. Hmm, interesting health benefits. So, let's hope it tastes as interesting as it sounds. I'm getting more of a peach flavour from this, but not so much pineapple. But there's a little bit of an imbalance with this tea, but all the same, I think the flavour reminds me of sunshines and warm places. A tea like that, it would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of getting the vibes from this tea. My chosen tea today is something that I have not reacted to. It's a completely different company and different flavoured tea. And it is called, this was an interesting term that I actually had to physically look up to find the correct way of saying it. And it's called Paka Organic Black Currant Beauty. And it's a hot tea. So Paka Herbs, actual company name, started off with a guy named Sebastian who saw Tim's advert offering to help start up an ethical business. Tim had also decided to work for himself, championing the amazing power of herbs and bringing their magic into more people's lives, as well as Sebastian wanting to create an incredible cup of herbal tea that supported people's health. Promoted conversation and also to show off the true balance of herbs. The term paka in Hindi means real, authentic or genuine. It embodied everything that Tim and Sebastian wanted their business to be. It sounded positive to them, as well as ripe, juicy, tasty, and delicious. The company originates in the UK and started way back in 2001, almost 20 years ago. So it's a fairly recent company and it only just came out, which is interesting why for me, not haven't grown up with this tea where they've actually got a name for themselves and finally got them out into them internationally now, which is pretty cool. For the health benefit, it's actually got urinary problems. So it actually will help for the continent sort of side of it, which is a good that a tea supplies that in, in a tea. It has detox, it's caffeine free. It's actually got vegan. Kosher, which kosher for people who don't know what that means, it complies with strict set of dietary rules in Judaism. And the last one is vegetarian. So it's really good. It actually is specific religions as well, which I find very fascinating. The packaging is purple with blackberries and pink flowers as pattern with the saying at the front of it, deliciously deep purple fruits to help you glow inside and out. Interesting fact about the satchel bags in the packaging is they recycle the envelopes to retrain the essential oils in their organic herbs. Mm. The review that has said on the online website that they have states it's a deep 
white velvet of organic delight with sweet natural power of life from the inside out. Deliciousness knows no deeper colour. And I find that really fascinating how they put that little quote about the black currant beauty team. Mm. The ingredients has got quite a few actually. It's got beetroot, black currant, fennel, hibiscus, licorice root, rose hip, and orange peel and orange essential oil flavour. That's right, you've heard it. It's got orange peel and orange essential oil for a black currant type of tea. You're thinking like it's purple and all that, but it's very interesting how they were able to put orange flavour into it as well for a tea like that. I actually noticed it because we're both on, actually on Skype at the moment and I just had a look at his tea and I did see a dark orange colour in it, so it kind of reminded me of a desert. And sense. so... I absolutely agree with you. When I first looked at the colour, I thought, okay, maybe because of the packaging and the way that they've described this tea, that it would be more the purple, the more pink sort of colour vibes from it. But when, as you just explained, it's very much deserty from what I can see. I do see the hint of the light pink coming into play. Surprisingly, mm. not a lot of purple, which I thought from the packaging it would have come up. I am going to try to test the tea now. Wow. Okay, I would like to put a little side note. On their website, they did also mention where they were trying to make teas that really have that power flavor to them. Apparently, from what I read, they said they a lot of teas that they tried had a very not great taste and me and aging gib can relate to that because in past episodes we've had teas some of them didn't exactly deliver to what they're saying to the packaging and all that mm. so to in saying that they've really haven't disappointed i can really feel the power flavor i'm gonna have to say more a little bit more of the orange surprisingly than the rest of the ingredients that i mentioned before now if i take a second mm. tip just to double confirm that Yes, tasting it again, I can definitely taste more of the orange than the other colours. So they definitely were supplying of the ingredients saying that they're wanting to put more power flavour. Because every company, they you got to make sure that they deliver the taste exactly what you buy it in the packaging. Would you mm. definitely agree on that, Agent Gibbs? Absolutely. For the rating, sipping it twice. Oh, I'm going to have to really think about this one because it definitely really did a positive outbrew with this. I like the colour. I thought it was going to be more purple pink, as I mentioned before, but I think overall, for what it is now, I do like... Because some of the teas that I've noticed in the past don't exactly bring out the actual colour of the ingredients. Whereas yes. this one, I find it does. Mm. So I think I'm going to be giving it a pretty positive high rating for this one. I think I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10 solely because of the power flavor taste of the orange and mm. the fact of how they did the packaging as a company. I think I would rate mine an 8 out of 10. You know, the flavor's good, texture's good, you know, it has a soothing, calming effect, and it has a really dark taste. I think the thing that lets it down is the flavor imbalance. When you get, receive a flavour that labels the exact flavours, you know, you want to feel both parts of it in your mouth. Yes, exactly. 
and yeah. I sort of didn't get it from this tea. So that's the only thing that lets it down, though. Everything else is top notch. Hmm, interesting. Now that we have our two excellent beverages in hand, let's now move on to our next segment. Topics. This episode's topic is pros and cons. How this works is me and Green Gus have each come up with six things to talk about. We cut them up into small pieces of paper. We flip them into a bowl and then shuffle them around. There we go. Grand Gus just gave you a little bit of an ASMR experience there. (laughs) What we do is we just pick out a piece of paper and whatever's written on it, we talk about the pros and cons. In today's episode, I will be going first for this pros and cons. Are we ready? Bring it on. Travelling alone. Ooh, Ooh, travelling alone. Well, the pros in that is that you get to feel a lot of experience being your first time travelling. You get to see it in a different perspective as usually over the years you would go with your family or go with your friends growing up. But I actually have an experience where I have travelled on a plane by myself coming back from Brisbane. So one time I was travelling by myself, catching a plane, coming back home. It was very nerve-wracking. I was very nervous because I I never travelled on a plane by myself before. But once I got back down firmly on the ground, everything, my confidence got back again. And it was something completely different that I've never done before. The cons I would have to say, again, would be the nervousness of of traveling by myself and the unknown. Because when you're on a plane or up in the air, you're basically just by yourself and you've got to think of ways to keep yourself not so scared but overall traveling alone if you've got the confidence then hats off to you but (laughs) no the can be very nerve-wracking for a first time buying yourself can be very like oh my god crazy (laughs) so to give my input i once did a kentucky tour by myself in new zealand so i think the pros for traveling alone would be you know you get an opportunity to explore a different part of the world you're experiencing different culture you're meeting new people you know and you're doing things you've never done before and you learn things about yourself that you never knew were there before so that's my short list of pros cons is definitely the feeling that you get when you first start out you know you get anxious when you're on the plane you get nervous and you get that tight feeling in your stomach and you definitely need to research the place where you're going because it can be extremely terrifying if you actually go to a different country and you don't exactly know what you're doing or how to handle certain situations there. So There's also another one on top of that as well. Usually the best thing to focus while you're on a plane in those situations, I find stress balls would probably be a really good one to relax anxiety as I've taken a stress ball on a plane 
before and it really helps. And I think for traveling alone in those situations, having a stress ball, having something like music to calm you down, because I know you can listen to music while you're on a plane. And I find maybe some teas. I know they do provide teas on planes and all that too. Yeah, tea, coffee, water. I think gum helps as well, especially if you have ear sensitivity. Yes, gum. I know that I remember as a child going on a plane, which I wasn't alone. I was with my family at the time. They would give me this smelly stuff and I remember my ears popping from that experience. So Mm. that might be another thing to relax you when traveling alone. All right, my turn. Books. Oh, books. Nice. Okay, so... I think the pros about books is that, you know, it educates you, it helps you develop your literacy and reading skills. It takes you to a different world away from the, the place that you're in. It engages all parts of your brain and, you know, enhances your imagination. So that's my short list of pros. It's a bit difficult to come up with cons. I think probably the only one would be if you read too much, your mind can go through burnout. So it sort of leaves you feeling a bit tired at the end of it. Definitely. But really, I think it really depends on how long you read it. I'd like to also say with uh, reading too, with books, I for pro myself and I have read books and all that is, it's very much relaxing. You're in your own space, you, you're seeing how the story projects through that which is very very cool that artists and authors get to do that in a book for everyone and the cons were definitely as you mentioned burned out of the mind i think for the author as well trying to write lots and lots of pages for a story to commence because i know for instance i know harry potter that would have taken jk rowling um, yeah Yeah. A long time to get all the actual books exactly to where she wants it to be so it does take a long time for a book to be processed but once it's out there it's definitely worth the read in that aspect of it you know and all in all, all it really does goes to show what the human mind is capable of most definitely it really gives a more broadened horizon of what the artist and author was thinking and what their vision is Exactly. Ah, right. oh, art. Oh, I like art. <laughs> uh, art's great. Well, as we're just saying, how exciting art is! It gives you so much joy with the like, you know, painting a canvas, doing sculpture. Oh my goodness, art is just endless. You can do scrapbooking, putting little things into a book, and telling a story with that all very fascinating i've always enjoyed art the cons i think in regards of the process of it and getting paint on your skin your clothes trying to get it to where you want the the art to be for instance if it's a sculpture i know sometimes you want it to go a specific way and then you accidentally break something off the sculpture and then you're like oh no i wish i didn't do that so you yes. might have to style over again yeah but at least the end result is you always get rewarded once after you have it exactly how you want the artwork piece to to be mm. 
I think the pros of art is that it's not just limited to one thing. It, you know, it comes in whole different varieties. Like, for example, painting, sculpting, scrapbooking, like you mentioned earlier. But it could also be yeah. music, dancing, drama, photography. Do I, did, I, did I mention photography? Yes, yes. Yes. So, yeah, the point is it's not limited. You know, there's plenty of ways to you know, engage your mind, engage your body. And, you know, it's just when you're engaging in art, you're, you're just in the present moment. You know, you're not worrying about the future. You're not worrying about the past. You're just in the moment. And within, as you just said there, in the moment, you get to really see a realism of where you're currently in your progression of your art as you keep going along with it, what you want to add, what you want to get rid of. It's really fascinating. You can really get a story by progression to what you're doing. And I think it's fantastic that people out there have, you know, sometimes have got lost what they were doing, but then they always have an idea to get it done by the end of it. And when they're finished with the end result, it's they're very happy with how it looks. Mm. For the cons, it's a bit difficult for me to come up with some. I think... What I've come up with could be a con or a pro, depending on your point of view. I think it's the amount of practice it takes and just to learn all the different activities. Practice can benefit you, but it can also frustrate you as well. For example, with your sculpture example, like when a piece of it breaks off, you then have to start again from scratch. Yes, I mean, definitely. You just get into a scramble mindset going like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. Sort of a regretful thinking process. Yeah, and it does sort of feel frustrating to, you know, go through all that effort and then find out that you have to start from scratch. And I suppose it makes the artist a lot more stronger. I suppose if something were to break off on that, that they know they can always re-try to do it again and they get their much more better result in the project that they're doing, If it, yeah, with sculpturing. Yeah. Back to me. Well, what are you going to pick? <laughs> Mm. Chili. Whoa, chilies. <laughs> you want to spoil your tea there? <laughs> I think there are more cons with this one than pros. <laughs> at least in my opinion. I guess the pro could be is that it enhances the flavours of the dish that it's being prepared with. It can be crunchy and... It really engages your taste buds. And the cons included with this is definitely the temperature. So if anyone has chili, especially if you have seeds in them, you better have a fire extinguisher next to you because it is that bloody hot. Oh my goodness. I know that people have done challenges with chilies and all this stuff, but oh, why would you want to risk yourself? I mean, if people do like hot, spicy stuff, then they definitely add the ultimate... Um, Whew, flame experience. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm surprised they don't have nosebleeds or steam pouring Ooh. out of their ears. Ooh. I know, I've seen that. I remember visualizing a character, like a cartoon character, like steam coming out of its ears in that moment. They're like, oh, that's hot. You know how when steam comes out of the, their ears and they have that train whistle sound effect? Yes. So, like, oh, that was a horrible example. <laughs> No, that was good though. <laughs> if I have to say on my part about chili, I mean, I have 
Have I had chili in the past? Well, I say I've only got any stories. I don't think I have ever had chilies, but I know that they're in funny enough, there is mild chilies, isn't there? Like, you know, in salsas, they've got yeah. chilies in, I think, salsas, some of them, which I could say it wasn't too overly hot because to mm. say the least, it's that that's all right. But I guess for people who really like hot chilies in their meals, as you just explained, I think that's definitely a pro for, for those people. Mm. For cons, for the cons, <laughs> burning hot, run, get, I read if you have milk, it gets rid of the spiciness yeah. from the flavor, as I've seen in videos and YouTube and all that stuff, but definitely run for the hills, just run, get out of there. <laughs> so to summarize it, for anyone who's had chili, I think the cons speak for itself. <laughs> so too <laughs> ouch <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's my turn and I'll add some little shuffling sounds <laughs> oh drop the paper <laughs> oh okay this is something that I feel like we can have some pretty good pros and cons for this video editing okay Video editing. Okay, the pros. Well, it's fun. Before we do video edit, like the filming process is definitely the pro to it because when you're outside, as we both know, we've filmed a lot of a few locations now, you and me, Agent Gibbs, and it's a very fun experience to do not just locations, but also sort of the in-depth talking like we're doing now for our podcast. And once we put all that footage onto software, I find the pro for it is really deciding, okay, we're going to put this into there. We're going to put this transition into that video and the music on all that other type of stuff, which is really cool. I like all that side of it. It's a fun process. I will say the con though is the progression and the length it takes to make the video. For mm. instance, Usually when I have done my videos, it usually takes roughly a day to get it done. And as Aging Gib has sat next to me in those times where when we've done a collab together, majority of the editing does take for the whole process. Sometimes it all depends on the video too. If it's maybe 15 to 20 minutes, it might take only half the day maybe. You really want it to be exactly how you envision it too. You don't want it to be sloppy. You don't want it to be badly edited. You want it to be exactly how you visualized the video to be. Does that make sense? Yes. I think for my pros, because I've been with Grand Gus in the editing room before, I think the pros of editing is that, you know, you're working on a project that was made from your own mind and with your own resources and what else you know you're working with different types of software you know you're incorporating music you're incorporating different camera shots and you know it's a process it's, it's a continuous learning process you learn more as you go along i will say for an ex best example as a pros and con opportunity so Agent Gibb directed a music video last year where we were doing um, these bunch of characters. I remember the pro was how fun it was where we got to go out there, edit, film it the way that you directed the video. But there was one con where a specific scene where we wanted a glass bottle to smash. 
and it didn't smash. It sort of bounced off onto the ground, and that was something that we were very frustrating why it didn't break for that scene. But looking at the footage, the pro was at least it was very good parts to it. But yeah, the con was set certain stuff not exactly what you hoped it was going to be. Um, yeah. yeah. And for the cons list, I think like what Grand Gus described, it's the time it takes to actually get everything together, everything processed and everything, you know, exactly the way we want it to. You're in a chair all day. You have to really search through everything that you need to get the final product done. For example, and there's loads of things you need to learn. Audio frequency, you're going constantly going through libraries, looking for music that might fit the tone of the scene, just to name a few. So I think those are the only cons, in my opinion. This is my last turn. So... Writing. Oh, this is one of your specialities. Yes. So, prose writing. Oh, I've so many I need to narrow it down. Okay. I think the prose include getting your thoughts and feelings out on the page. You know, it really gives your brain the time to process, you know, what's going on inside your head, what's going on inside your body, your emotions. It engages your brain, you know, and enhances its drive. And there's just loads of other things. Like there's so there's so many benefits to to writing that I just can't. That I'm just not able to name all of them. I think the main pro is it's an outlet for you to really express who you are, how you think, how you feel, just everything about you. I don't think I could describe it any better than that. No, very well thought prose there. I think the only con, at least for me, would be if you're writing too much, you sort of get nerve pain in your dominant hand. You know, so you sort of get nerve pain in your wrist, in your fingers, just in your hand, pretty much. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that, the writing stuff in my hand for things, and then it's just, you get this uncomfortable body feeling after when you've written you're like oh i just want to get this last bit in and i know it's just like that last minute sort of oh i want to get that last sentence in or something but definitely can relate to that 100 mm. percent my pros would be for writing now i'm having done a lot of writing compared to what agent gibbs done but i will say for myself when i do for instance writing and scripting some of for the video projects and for podcast usually I like to write down what I want to say as I find writing can actually help for those situations because sometimes you're sort of stuck oh what can I say in this moment what can I say in that moment so I find writing for the pro to be for that the con I would have to say is the again the thinking process writing it down trying to get that last sentence done and coming up with the idea of what you want to put on page it, that could be an also another difficult thing trying to think to write down <laughs> i think script writing can be especially beneficial like especially if you don't know what to say verbally for example for me i have a stuttering problem and you know, sometimes my mind can go blank when I'm trying to think of things to say. So I think script writing sort of helps you get structure in what you want to say. Oh, exactly. I think script writing gives a story, which 
it feels good to be able to know that you can achieve that you got yourself to write a big length of what you want the characters to say in a short film video music video too songs as well as another good one and as well as a movie i think movies mostly give a dominance of what your story is trying to portray and for the actors and actresses out there they can get an in-depth of be like okay i can say this in this scene and cry at this scene so very good prose there I, th- I think movie is essentially a visual experience of a story. Uh, definitely. I think it really gives the essence of, yeah, exactly what they're trying to portray and what the director and the writer of those two positions are telling them to do. It's a great way of learning your confidence as well in that aspect. And it's a test of your leadership skills as well, directing. I reckon so too, yeah. Yeah, because it's, cause it's you guiding the vision, it's you guiding the process, it's you taking charge of all the other people that are taking part in the project. Well, that was our pros and cons. The answers were definitely very different, unusual, and very entertaining to hear. I would like to give a big thanks to Daniel Turner for contributing his segment for today's episode. He is a musician and he actually just released his new album, Back To Me, which I will leave his album and social media in the description below of this podcast. I will now leave Agent Gibb with a quote in today's episode. Take it away. So the quote of the day is a short one from Harley Davidson, which goes, When writing the story of your life, don't let anyone else hold the pen. Thank you for listening to Radio Sessions Over Tea. We are going to leave you now with Daniel Turner to finish things off. Ciao for now. See you later. Radio Sessions Over Tea. A podcast like no other. With your hosts, Grant Gus and Agent Gibb. Radio sessions over tea. It's about to begin. Kick back and relax. Radio sessions over tea.